Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to Help Our Lab. This is a program where we take your questions and do our best to answer anything you ask us about relationships. Now, I do get a, quite a lot of questions, I admit, about people who's are, who are in marriages and whose marriages are in crisis. But we're very happy to help you with any question that you have to ask about relationships, including parenting and anything else that's on your mind, if you wish. The way to contact us is by calling 657 383 0812. That's 657 383 Now, when you hear that answer, be sure to press the number one because that puts you in the queue. And then our call screen will talk to you, find out what you have on your mind, and then we'll put it up on my screen so I can get to as many callers as I possibly can. Understand that because of the fact that I've been taking so much time with each caller, <laughs> our producer, Jesse, has asked me and our team has asked me that I try to answer more succinctly. And so this is what I ask of you, if you will. As soon as I take your call, uh, don't give me a lot of backstory. Don't give me a lot of information. Just get to the question as quickly as you can. And if I need backstory information, I'll be sure to ask you that. Is that fair? Okay, thank you very much. Let's go to our first caller. We're going right here in the state of Tennessee, where we live and where we operate, to Scott. Hi, Scott. Welcome to Marriage Helper Live. Oh, hi, Dr. B. How are you today? Can you hear me? Good. Yes, I can, um, I can hear you. How may, how may I help you, my friend? Thank you, sir. Um, I've been standing about 10 months. Um, mm-hmm. Two things I'm facing is um, we've had a lot of time of, of talking and dinners and, and uh, building a friendship. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in a cold spot. Right, we're in a cold spot right now. And I fell into a bad habit of, I guess, over gifting her. I, I bought her mm-hmm. things for her apartment. I, I had her uh, antique furniture fixed. I mm-hmm. started doing a lot of stuff for her and she received all that. And then she mm-hmm. dropped off and would be cold. And then she needed help with her, uh, with a house she was trying to sell. She was worried about making a mm-hmm. rent payment and this house payment. And, uh, she reached out to mm-hmm. me then. I, I poured a ton of work into her house and into, uh, you know, sweat and money and, and everything else. And then she mm-hmm. pulls away again. And I know that, um, uh, you, you, you guys have taught, you know, it's okay to, to choose to be used. And so I chose that, but, um, is that helping my cause to do that, uh, can you overgift? Can you overgive? Uh, what's the fine line between doormat and mm-hmm. doing things that are that are positively growing the relationship? That's excellent. That's an excellent question, Scott. Understand this, my friend, that it has to be up to you to make a decision about this. Let me see if I can make that make some sense for you. If indeed the other person actually is using you, what I mean by that is I don't really care about you at this point. What I care about is what you can do for me. Do this, do this, do this. You have to be kind of careful because you can get to the point where you're aiding and abetting, whether you become an enabler is the way the psychologist would say it. Do you feel like that's what you've gotten to, that you have gotten to a position where you're basically enabling her to leave you? 
I fear, you know, because I don't know, I'm, I'm just unsure about so much. Even my, my, I have a second and last question about my stand, but I do fear mm-hmm. that uh, just because I fear so much. Uh, I'm so unsure about so much. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then when she, after I get done helping her and I'm literally have fixed cabinets and lay tile mm-hmm. and all this. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then she seems to kind of pull away, but at the same time, she has reached out to me uh, over you know, this year when I've had crisis in my life. She has oh. stepped up and reached out and, and helped me. But I, I think it's just a heaven and it's a heaven and hell kind of thing. It, it's enough to make yeah. you feel bad trying to figure it out. So when you say when you say she pulls away from you, does that mean that she doesn't talk to you at all? Does that mean she treats you coldly or badly, or just that she's not as involved in communicating with you as she was while you were doing those things? Well, she started getting reviews on her house that upset her. Somebody said there was mold. Uh, somebody uh-huh. said the neighbor's dogs were going to jump the fence. And, and uh, so she, she'll she'll call me and uh-huh. want me to rescue her. And so I'll run out there, take pictures, get contractors, do all right. that stuff. And then, right. then she'll call me that evening. And that evening she'll vilify me and tell me, you know, I could do this myself. And why are you helping me? And I'm like, well, it's because you asked me to, you know, and. Um, Have you asked her why she changed her mind? Have you ever asked the question? And I don't mean in a challenging, fighting, arguing way, but in the sense of, you know, I'm a little confused because this morning it was like I could help you and you're warm and friendly. And then tonight you're being angry. Can you help me understand the difference? Have you ever asked her a question like that? What I said was because uh, she said you're just doing this to spend time with me. You're forcing a relationship on me. You're trying to control me. You've got expectations of a because we spent a ton of time in that house for about two mm-hmm. weeks, you know, working side by side. It was like old times, and she starts mm-hmm. says I'm, I'm trying to like I'm doing these things to work back into a relationship with her. And what I told her was, I said, you know, I don't have any expectations, or at least I try not to. Of course, I love spending time with you. And then I said, how can I help you without you feeling controlled? And I and I told That's her a that, great question. I love her. I, I mm-hmm. told her, I Great said, question. I How did she answer that question? How did she answer the question when you asked her that? Because that's a great well, question. Um, it, it, she she gets sheep. I could hear it. It's the same way. She always used to come at me full barrel throughout our marriage mm-hmm. for a decade. She would come at me. Mm-hmm. She works her, she works herself up, and then she levels you mm-hmm. with two barrels. And then once you once you she sees that it's not. Then what does she do? She goes. She said what well, she said. What she said. Well, if I need your help, I will ask you. And it's like, I didn't say nothing because it's like, well, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know. Chris, you're dealing with a person here who's not being logical because the, the, the kind of thing you're describing has to do with emotions. And emotions just never are logical. Do you want to keep doing things like that for her? I love her. And it's mm-hmm. been, it's been, we've actually been separated since uh, February 2018, legally divorced mm-hmm. over a year. And, and I love her. It's the, mm-hmm. This is the only, you know, as a Christian, it's it's my covenant marriage. I don't want to start mm-hmm. over, but I'm just reaching the place where, you know, last week I called her twice and and she gets she's kind of kind of cool to me. Took my call, but mm-hmm. I can hear it in her voice. She she's just kind of not interested in talking to me. So I haven't tried to reach out since Thursday, and mm-hmm. I, I just when I have all these days of alone and getting used to being mm-hmm. alone, and, and and then I'm right. like, well, why am I bothering? You know, th- this is. So that's the other thing about it is my stand. Mm-hmm. I heard something you guys, one of you guys said something about there's ways to, to lengthen your stand or, you know, I think I spent so much time thinking about the relationship 
and I, I do want yeah. to start working myself into into more me, you know. Right, that's a good idea. Are you a member of our online course, Money Chance, or deal with any of our coaches or yes. anything like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm and I've done. Uh, uh, speak with Jared Pratt. I ha- it's been a while. Okay. Um, yep. Okay. Well, when it comes to whether you do things for her or not, here's my recommendation. Now, obviously, it's your decision. You decide. If you can feel good about it, even if she's not going to reciprocate, in other words, even if she's not going to be appreciative, even if that night she's going to be standoffish and kind of attacks you or whatever, if you still feel good about it, then why not do it? Because as you just said, you're a Christian. It's part of your belief and value system. And you already said earlier that you don't really have any expectations about it. And so if you feel good about doing it, then do it. And if you say, if your friends say she's just using you, the answer might be that she is. But if you feel good about doing it and you don't have expectations, but it's something within you, like this is part of my value system, then I don't see any problem with that if, because it's certainly not going to make her be further away from you that you're helping her. At least I don't think it will. And if there's ever going to be a door open where you can somehow someday begin to change things, it's going to have to happen because you're actually having communication with her. Now, I would recommend that rather than you calling or texting her, that you might be a little bit more reluctant to do that, more let her contact you unless, as we talk about in our system, unless it's something you need to talk to her about or there's something that's a valid thing to call her about, then that's fine. And so my, my suggestion, my friend Scott, is this. Keep doing it if you feel good about doing it because of who you are. If you don't feel good about doing it, like I feel used, I'm being manipulated, and it's making me feel bad about me, then stop and just tell her, you know, I'd be happy to help you, but I can't help you when I know that I'm going to get attacked afterwards. And and so if you want to change that, I'll help you. It's up to you either way. And as to how long you you decide, that always has to be up to you. It's at whatever point you think I'm better off to move on. That is going to be better for me physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, because this is doing damage to me or preventing me from having the completeness and fulfillment that I need. And so if that's the case, if you feel that, then it's certainly your right to move on. You're divorced. But if you want to just kind of let things go for a while. Now, since you're divorced, if you want to start dating, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe you should. And still, if she asks you to do something, to do something for her. But it's only you who can decide this, my friend, not me, not anybody else. I'm glad that you still have communication with each other. I'm sorry that you feel used. But I think if you try this approach, I'll do it because I feel good about me, or I'm not going to do it anymore unless you can be nice about it. Both those are fine. And if you want to start to go ahead and dating or divorce, that's fine too. It doesn't mean that you've necessarily ended your stand per se. Now, obviously, if you're dating, you might wind up in a new relationship. So in that sense, you have kind of ended your stand. But it's not like I've made a decision. I'm not talking to you ever again. I'm going to marry somebody else. That's a different decision altogether. Now, I feel like I just talked in circles. Did any of that make any sense to you, my friend? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I'm a little surprised at the dating part. I thought you guys taught that you're not to date if you're standing. But it sounds like it's more right. of a gray thing, right? Yeah, well, we, I would always tell people, if you're not divorced yet, please don't date. And in a situation like you are, where you've been divorced for over a year, that's what I heard you say. Did I hear that right? You're divorced yep. for more than a year. Yep. Okay. If you want to date somebody, it's certainly your privilege and right. Now, understand that if you start dating, it may be that you meet somebody and, and that's going to be the end of it. If you've been divorced three months, I'd be recommending that you not do it. But divorced over a year, 
and, and you seem not to be making the process, progress in your relationship with her, if you choose to date, okay, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. If you choose not to, like, nope, I'm just going to stand here and, and keep doing what I know how to do and hope this works out, that's fine too. Now, the reason that doesn't shake me up that you might start dating is because you sound to me like a pretty rational guy and that you think things through well. And that's why I'm having some confidence in you here, Scott. I surely hope it works out. But the fact you're divorced over a year and she seems to be using you, those are not the greatest signs in the world. You do understand that, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we'll have dinners and lunches, and we, we, we hang out at the grandson's Good. ball games and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're, we're friends, and I can call her, and she'll answer. But, uh, yeah, that Good. is a little disheartening to hear, hear you say that you think that it, you know, the signs are not good. Well, you know they're not good. You've been divorced more than a year, and you're telling me that when you do things for her, she gets mad at you. Now, but you didn't tell me until just then that you're having meals together, you're enjoying time together. That changes the picture, okay? Uh-huh. You didn't tell me that earlier. Of course, I didn't ask for oh, it, sorry so about you that. didn't tell me. No, 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 no problem at all. And so maybe things are better than what they first sounded when it sounded only as if you're being used. If she's spending time with you and, and you guys are making progress, we always encourage people, if any progress is being made, Hang in there. That's what we encourage people to do. Okay. Okay. Well, that that, yeah, that, that, that sounds better. I do want her back, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe it is. I, I'm, I'm a negative thinker, and uh, so I'm a little bleak there. But yeah, we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk a half hour, a couple times a week. We'll have dinners, lunches. Excellent. Uh, but, Excellent. You know. So. Okay. Man. Okay. All right. Thank you, Scott. Okay, as we go on to other callers here, and my producer's looking at me like, do you realize how long you just talked to Scott? Hey, we care. We really do. I'm going to try to shorten it a little bit so I can get to more people so it can be fair to everybody. And Scott, may things go well for you. I hope that they do. And this is David in Idaho. Hi, David. How can we help you today? Hi, Dr. Beam. How are you today? I'm actually doing quite well. Can you hear me? How may I help you? How may I help you, my friend? So... Um, I'll try to be really brief since that's how I was coached this morning. Um, (laughs) my wife is, she's been having an affair since about December emotionally. And then that became physical a couple of months ago. She, uh, uh, moved out of the house a little over a month ago, serving with divorce papers Monday. Um, and for all intents and purposes, according to my coach and everybody else, she's in stage two limerence with this guy that's, really gotten it hooked into her but from every it's kind of a complicated situation like poisoning the well kind of a thing um Mm -hmm. as far as all of our family friends are all of the same faith we're all the same picture and everything else so it's like eight or ten of Mm -hmm. us in the same homeschooling group she was the director Mm -hmm. of that group so whenever Mm -hmm. the Director, the regional director found out about it. She was terminated from the position. It became kind of a thing internally. So all of those friends know what's yeah. going on. Right. However, they're all consolidated in their feelings about this, which is reconciliation is the best thing for our entire, for all of us, not just for my family, but for the whole group. So mm-hmm. they're all concerted in that effort. One of our mutual friends told me the other day that she spoke with her and said, you need to find biblical family counseling for all of this, regardless of if you guys get back together or not, you're going to be in each other's lives for the rest of your lives because you're kids. And 
so I'm trying to figure out how to steer that as an opportunity to get her to go to the workshop because I know that one of the taglines is, well, we can try to get this to be, this is a co-parenting trip, right? We're going to the workshop to to learn about co-parenting. Um, I also know that I've been told not to have friends bring up the workshop specifically because that can undermine my attempts at trying to get them to the workshop. So I'm trying to navigate this, especially when I've got someone who is telling me that they see absolutely no desire in her for reconciliation. She's said that outwardly, but also mm-hmm. that she's told people that how could we ever reconcile because I could never forgive her for what she's done. Yeah, which I wouldn't put a lot of stuff I try to take that, that with a grain of salt. Yeah, you have to because of the fact that, that that could be that she really believes that. It's more likely that what that means is it's just kind of an excuse, okay? I mean, we hear people say that all the time. Sometimes they really do believe it. Most of the time, though, it's just a way to get people to leave them alone, to back off. Now, whether or not she's in stage two of limerence, obviously, I don't know. And because there is no there's no test for it, we, we can't do a blood test or any other sure. kind of test to find out where they are in limerence. <laughs> you can guess, and maybe she is in stage two. It seems as if this has gone really, really fast. I mean, if it started in December, the emotional part of it, and now we're just seven months after that, and she's already filed a divorce ready to go, you have a really fast-moving thing going on here. It typically does not move that quickly. The good news to that is that if it goes in that quickly, it may not last as long. Now, don't take that as law and gospel. Don't say, well, Dr. Beam says sure. when it fast, it's going to end fast. Generally, it will. I just can't speak to every situation. You understand? But generally speaking, the, yeah. if it goes in really rapidly, it will tend to end faster than normal. Typically, can't guarantee it's going to happen in your situation. I don't know who told you that it's not a good idea to have your friends suggest the workshop to uh, to her. That really depends on who the friends are and how much influence they have on her. If it's somebody that she really respects, somebody she really uh, likes, cares about, and this person suggests the workshop to her, that actually can be to your benefit. The, the reason we sometimes say be careful about which friends talk to your spouse is because sometimes your friends are nuts. You know what I mean? Sometimes your friend will approach it in such a terrible way. Well, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about there, right? And, and we don't want those people trying to encourage you to come to the workshop because it's like you're, you're nuts anyway. Why should I listen to you? But if it's good, solid people and, and they have a good relationship with her and you think they have a lot of good sense, that actually can work to your advantage. Now, since she's already filed for divorce, you actually might get your attorney, if you have one, to mention that, well, we're asking that before the divorce proceeds further, will you come to the workshop? Be very careful about pitching it as a co-parenting workshop because we've had people come in the door that, that they got the idea that it was altogether a co-parenting workshop. And when we started off talking about marriage, actually got mad, got up, walked out left the workshop. And we certainly don't want that to happen. Mm. And so if you're going to Mm -hmm. tell her about the co-parenting, say it is a marriage workshop. That's what it's about. And we can learn some things about how we got to where we are. And if we ever chose to get back together, they can show us how to do that. But it's about relationships and principles. Nobody gets beat up. Everybody gets treated with respect. Even the ones that walk in the door who are already madly in love with somebody else, who've already filed for divorce and intend to marry the other person, everybody's treated with complete respect. Now, the good thing is that not only can it help us understand how do we get here and how do we understand more things about ourselves, if we ever chose to get back together, how do we do that? But it's all about relationships. So 
no matter what, whether we intend to get back together or not, we're going to learn things that are really good for us. And, and, and 99% of the people that go to the workshop, including people in your situation, actually wind up recommending the workshop to other people. Then you can say, oh, and one of the cool things about it is the key relationship principles they talk about are all directly applicable to parenting. And sometimes they'll actually stop and say, can you see how this applies to parenting? Now, they don't always stop and do that. They leave it up to you to figure it out. But sometimes they will. They'll actually stop and say, can you see how that principle also applies to parenting? And that every major principle we talk about in the workshop is applicable to parenting. But it's not a parenting workshop. It's not a co-parenting workshop. It's a marriage workshop. Mm-hmm. And trust me, trust mm-hmm. me, my friend, David, if she walks in there thinking it's just about parenting or mostly about parenting, she's going to get ticked. And, and you don't want that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That wall will never come back down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I and I mean, I actually, a few weeks ago, a, a guy got his wife to come like that. And she, when she went out, she went out loudly. <laughs> she went out in the hall and she was mm-hmm. screaming at him. You know, you've deceived me. You've lied to me. And so we're always encouraging people. Don't, mm-hmm. don't deceive. And, and even if you don't think you're deceiving, be careful that you don't deceive. Now, I think that uh, since she's already filed a divorce, it, it sounds to me like if you're ever going to ask, now's the time to ask. And if you have some friends with good sense, here's what I recommend you do. Go to our website, Marriage Helper ER. That's Marriage Help, uh, well, Marriage Help ER, Marriage Helper, Marriage Help ER, et cetera. <laughs> that time. Uh, and, and look for this, um, use our little on, on-site search engine and look for the thing called Intervention Document. Now, I'm not sure that this is the I've case for real. That, I've sent that to I have actually sent those intervention documents to the two closest friends, the ones I'm referring to in this situation, just because they've been asking me for how do we help Excellent. her with this? Because, because they can see the denial, especially. They mm-hmm. can see all the phases of, of, mm-hmm. of her rewriting history, all those things. She can, they can see all that, and they are scared for her, not just all yeah. of biblically That's... for her soul, but also because That's... she is making right. – such a life-altering choice based on a completely yeah. emotional reaction to 17 years of my controlling and dominating personality. And okay. that's what we don't want. Well, if, you know, I've been doing all do this work with the Save My Marriage course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. If they choose to do an intervention, make sure they read that document thoroughly and they watch those two uh, or listen okay. to those two 45-minute documents, um, uh, audios, because in, and then to practice it. Now, people often don't want to do that, David. They say, oh, we can do it. Well, trust me, this thing is based on the Alcoholics Anonymous intervention process, and so it's really, really good. And they really should read it through together. They should talk it through together. They should actually practice it. But if an intervention by them, and what they would be saying is, after they do the intervention, to say, and we're asking you as your friend, will you go to this workshop? That can actually work to your advantage, my friend. Well, tell me I have to move on here, but I really hope this helps, and I hope it works out for you. Okay. Thanks, Doctor. I okay. appreciate it. Okay, David. Right. Thank you. And we're moving down to uh, Jim in Kansas. Uh, let's see if I can get him on the app. Hi, Jim. Hey there. How are you today? How, how may fine, I help sir, you, my me, friend? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello? How may I help you? Hello. Can you hear me? Testing. Hey, testing. Uh, hey, doc- Doctor. Are you there? Yeah, can yes, you sir. Hear me? Are you there? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm ready to that. Hey. Okay. My wife <laughs> has not filed for divorce yet. 
Thank you. Uh, uh-huh. My wife has not filed for divorce yet. We've been separated for about six weeks. I've made several uh-huh. mistakes. So I've been trying to employ your message, try to get her to the Save My Marriage workshop. And through our discussion, I found out that probably the biggest thing that disturbs her is how it, she perceives it's going to affect me. She goes, this is the worst thing for me is how it's going to affect you. And she'll break down and start to cry. Okay. So how what find out what's going you, on. What, what, so what's she talking about when she says, when, how what she knows I love you? her. She knows I mm-hmm. love her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she's aware that I'm aware that I've made mistakes. I, I'm a, uh, I'm a recovered alcoholic. That was one of my mistakes. So mm-hmm. I've done well with that. Okay. I've got on, I've got on my feet. Good. I've got my life together. I've gotten everything, got my house fixed. Got my finances mm-hmm. fixed, but I don't have my marriage fixed. So okay. I don't know what's going on in her head. What else I can do? What other strategies I can employ? I've listened, you know, four or five times to, you know, how to convince your spouse to go to the workshop. Um, right. I'm just searching for answers. You know, if you have any questions about any details, I'd be glad to provide them to you. Okay. Have you called and talked to any of our client representatives by any chance, Jim? Yes. Yes. Okay, which client representative have you talked to? Uh, Amber. Amber, okay, she's excellent. And has Amber been able to help you with any suggestions about how to talk with your wife? Um, she has sent me a document and um, has sent me the uh, boot camp. So okay. I, I mean, I've reviewed these documents in this, in this, in this boot camp, and I've you know, I started off by asking her what are the things that are important, and it was in a calm environment. What is important? What are your concerns? I repeated her concerns, and I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, here's how this could help us. And, and you know, she's adamantly opposed to reconciling, um, mm-hmm. go, going to the workshop, or re- receiving any kind of uh, counseling. I've suggested maybe she go to Al-Anon. I, I've asked her for a little time, you know, because I would like to take this uh, – Online course, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, so so. But she has not yet filed for divorce. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, that okay. is correct. You know, I, I know she cares for me, and, and obviously that's the case. If she starts to okay. cry, and I mean, it doesn't take her long to cry at all. She'll break down immediately about this, and and it's happened okay, before. So she's so, feeling, all right. So she's feeling emotions about this. Now, when you said you're looking for time, if she hasn't filed divorce yet, don't you believe that you have time? I'm trying to believe that. I, 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 that has given me hope to continue. Yes. So, Jim, are you like panicking about this, my friend? I am. I am. This is the worst ca- catastrophe yeah. and tragedy of my adult life. It yeah, really you is love this woman. Shame. She is. She is. Jim, she I understand perfect. the panic. I, blew it. I just blew it. Well, okay, good. I'm glad you know. I'm glad you knew you blew it. And and I realize that it's awfully difficult to control panic at a time like this. But the more apprehensive you become, the more you operate out of this panic mode, the more likely you are to say the wrong things and do the wrong things, my friend. Uh, is Do you have a physician that can help you maybe get, uh, get a little med or something that can calm you down and kind of even you out somewhere, oh, yeah. my friend? Good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because, I'm I've been there. Uh, I'm there. I'm I'm going. I'm uh, engaged in that therapy right now. Okay, good. Because you still sound uh-huh. kind of hyper to me, Jim. Are you hyper right now? Well, it's well, other than I'm 
on a, a live TV show. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, spend, I, I have, It's hard for me not to obsess about it, and it's hard for me not to get stressed out being alone in the mm-hmm. house. I mean, she travels a lot for a living. She's in California right now, and and, and right. you know the mind wanders, and I wonder what she's doing out there. I wonder wonder wondering who she's seen. I don't yeah. I don't have any proof or any reason logical right. reason. Jim, that's gonna, isn't an affair. That's going to it's going to eat you alive, my friend. If you keep doing that, yeah. it's going to destroy you. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's going to lead you to make the wrong decisions and do the wrong things. And so if you need to see your doc and get some Xanax or whatever, you know, I'm not a physician, I don't prescribe, but something to just cut the edge and help you make it, that'll be crucial. Now, you said you're hoping for time to go through the online course. Have you already enrolled in the online course? No, I haven't. I was... Um... I'm just getting back on my feet financially, and I wanted to try to see if I could even get an interest with her because I know I can apply that fee to the course. So okay, I, I here's, haven't. here's what I'm going to do for you to help calm you down. I think I've here's got, what I'm going to do for you. Okay, I'm making, I'm trying to make you an offer here, bud. Because I want to help you calm down and have some hope and quit panicking. I'm going to give you the online course. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Okay. I, I really appreciate that. What I want you to do is call okay. Amber this afternoon. You call Amber and okay. you tell her, doc, Dr. Bean gave me the online course, and she'll go ahead and she'll get you set up on that. And and she'll keep working with you, helping you figure out how to get your wife to come to the workshop. But I'm hoping that if you go, if you start into the online course, it will help calm you down so that, that you're not worrying about what she's thinking, what she's doing, what she, you know, because those things are really bad for you. So if you'll let me, I'll give you that. That'll be step one. And then, because it'll give you, it'll give you hope because it'll say, do this, do this, do this. And that will give you some hope. Then you keep working with Amber because she's amazing. And if anybody here can help you figure out how to get your wife there, Amber can do it. Okay. 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 Do you have any other insight why she might be she she would cry so, so much and be readily become so upset Jim, when how she says it affects me? Jim, I don't know your wife, therefore I could only speculate. Okay, fair but enough. You see, right. you see, that's the kind of question I want you to stop thinking about and start working on you. Because if, if you keep thinking about those kinds of things, it's going to lead you to do the wrong things. And so let me give you the course. I want to do that, my okay. gift. You start into that right away immediately okay and then when you start coming down and seeing the things you do when you start having these thoughts of you know what she's thinking where she's going who she's seeing then you just go back and work on you okay so give amber that call okay Uh, give amber that call so we're going now to Corey in (gasps) michigan hi Corey, can you hear us i can how may i help you today my friend Hello. Can you um, hear I was me? just hi, yes, I can. I was looking for next steps and advice. Um, I've been mm-hmm. married for six years, together for ten, mm-hmm. and I've mm-hmm. recognized that I've had some push behaviors, mainly controlling. And my mm-hmm. husband currently has a pole in his life with a female coworker. Um, he's been pretty consistent with his message that he thinks that divorce is the best option. Um, he thinks mm-hmm. that we can be positive co-parents to our two toddler children that we will always mm-hmm. be in each other's life until the end. Um, but I can tell through a conversation this weekend that he's extremely conflicted, um, was very emotional, Good. crying. Um, he feels empty. Um, he feels that I've he lost was every hope. And yes. Corey, are you saying he was emotionally yes. crying or that you were emotional? Um, he started um, and then it involved me too. So we ended up both being very emotional. Um, it was a very positive, constructive conversation, but it was definitely emotional. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so I just want to, you know, understand, I think what I've been reading is that he's in limerence. Um, he's kind of doing dating things with this particular woman. They went on a road trip. He admitted that they're both buying each other's meals. Um, I can tell that he's very excited to talk to her through text and phone and hang out with her. She's bringing him joy mm-hmm. and happiness. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I just am looking for next steps. I'm really focusing on my pies. Um, he's acknowledged that mm-hmm. I made you know, that it's more pleasant to be with, but we're still under the same roof, living in separate mm-hmm. rooms. Um, you know, we're not in the same bed. Um, mm-hmm. He wanted to know if I desire to stay in the home. I did confirm yes. Um, I wanted stability mm-hmm. for our children. He then said mm-hmm. he would be willing to stay in the home. I confirmed, does that mean together? And he said no, but that it was his dream home. And I said, what well, was my dream home too? And he said, okay, okay so fine, old, I guess I can. How old is he? How old is your husband? He's 43, and I'm 34, so there's eight years between okay. us. It's his second marriage and, and my first. Okay. How old are the kids? Um, three and a half and five. Wow, so they're very young. And the woman with whom he's yeah. involved, any idea how old she is? Yes, I actually know her. She's also married with two children. We are about the same age. Our children are about the same age, and our, you know, we fraternize mm-hmm. with our kids together. Um, mm-hmm. so, and so about how long do you know that he's been involved with her? Um, well, they've been working together for two years. Ironically, at the onset of their working relationship, she would make him cry. She would stress him out. She was very controlling to him. Um, you know, we used to so joke that she would How long have they been involved with each other? Um, I, I don't know for sure. I think at least since February. Okay. So relatively but short. some attraction. Time yeah. Right. Yeah. I understand. And so when he had this conversation with you, he's torn. Uh, he's feeling mm-hmm. these emotions. So that sounds like that perhaps he's feeling some guilt and some, definitely some confusion, that kind of thing. Right? Yes. Okay. So specifically, how may I help you today? I'm just looking for where do I go from here? We had a conversation. Um, you know, I left him a note this morning letting him know that I, um, you know, that I support him, um, you know, in, in his decisions that I'll be there. Um, you know, I told him that I appreciated that he opened up with his thoughts and feelings with me. Um, I acknowledge that I know that he's conflicted. Um, I told him that I would commit to giving him the freedom to kind of sort through his emotions and honor himself, that I won't question who he's with, you know, where he's going or what time he'll be home. And I just left this morning with a note telling him that I, you know, kind of trust God's plan, but I don't know how to take the conversation ask, or. If I may ask, what yeah. was the, what did you hope to accomplish with that note? I guess just showing my appreciation for him opening up and to let him know that I, no matter what the message is, is that I'm, you know, willing to listen because um, I can learn mm-hmm. from the situation and learn about myself through him doing that. I don't know. And I guess that's a good question. <laughs> I think it's a question that's always a good question when it comes to, you know, if you're about to do anything in a situation like this, ask yourself the question, what do I hope to accomplish by this? And do I think this is the best way to accomplish it? Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I understand your sentiment. And I think in, in general, that's a very good sentiment. Thank you for opening up. I need you to know I care, et cetera. Some of the things you said you put in the note, um, if we had talked beforehand, I might have suggested that you left out, but that's not important now because oh, you've shoot. already done it. Okay. No, no, hey, you've already done it. We don't beat people up for the past, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
But here's what I would recommend. What you do is try as much as possible to have these as verbal conversations that are face-to-face as opposed to a note. Believe it or not, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm glad that you're communicating to him that you're trying to understand and that you love him and those kinds of things. That's all good. I would recommend that you be careful about suggesting or even implying that you support if he chooses to go with her, you support that. Now, I know you didn't say that specifically, but some of the things you said seem to indicate that if I were he, I okay. might have read that into it. I might have read that yeah. into it if I were him. Okay. So just be careful about those kinds of things. And since he's conflicted, this might be a good time to say something like, uh, are you familiar with our, our three-day intensive course, for example, that we do um, here I, in Nashville? I, um, I think so. Um, I didn't know that it was uh, local to Nashville, but no. I mean, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I t- what I'm going to ask you to do, well, we'll put the number on the screen here in a minute. Are you seeing the screen or just talking to us on the on the Just talking, yep. Okay. But I can go on marriage well, helper, just, yep. Okay. Well, the marriage helper number is 866-903-0990. I'll say that again in a couple of minutes if, if you don't have time to uh-huh. jot it down. Call and, I call got it, and yeah. ask for, okay, call and ask for one of our client representatives. Okay, he or she, and if you prefer a female, just tell them that. I want to talk to a female. If it doesn't matter, just ask for a client representative. And he or she will help you understand what we can do to help you with this. Uh, it sounds to me like that you, even though you got emotional in this conversation, you seem to be a person that's kind of got your act together. Am I hearing that correctly? Yes. I mean, I've been doing so much self-help reading, it would probably make anyone sick. So, yes, I feel like I'm <laughs> kind of focused okay. on on me and trying to get better and good good for you that's a that's a great first start so the time to do something in my opinion now again i'm going to up what you tell me so i don't know all the details but when a person is, is uh demonstrating the the conflict like i want this but i also know this is the thing i should be doing when they're demonstrating the conflict like in that conversation with you and the tears and those kinds of things then that's sometimes the very best time to say okay there's a way to resolve the conflict. And and I'm not going to try to explain it all here. You call and talk to a client yeah. rep and, and they'll help you. But it, basically the principle is we can spend three days in Montgomery, Alabama. Where did I get that from? We can spend three days in Nashville, Tennessee. And in those three days, they can help both of us understand how we got to where we are, what's happening, and, and where to go from here. They don't tell us what to do. They just teach us various things. They treat everybody with a, a complete and total respect. For example, if you were to tell them that you're having an affair, they would still treat you with complete and total respect. They don't sit in judgment on anybody. But right now, since you're conflicted, and they don't twist anybody's arms, they don't manipulate you to try to stay married, they just teach you a lot of really good information from which you make your own decision. And so because of the pain that each of us is feeling right now, and particularly you feeling with this conflict, just spending three days there can help you decide what goes on next, what happens, where do we go from here, or where do I go from here? And and since he's demonstrating that, that might be the very best time to do that. Now, if you don't want to come to our workshop, there may be counselors or therapists in your area. Just be careful that if you decide to go see your counselor or therapist, make sure that you see one that's pro-marriage and that won't do things to actually take your marriage apart. Because believe it or not, there's a lot of those people out there. Okay, now we're going to Kim in Texas. Uh, Kim, can you hear me? Kim, are you there? Yes, I can. I can hear. I can hear you. Okay. How may I help you? I'm just surprised that my call got picked today. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm um, glad it got through. I'm just, 
Yes, I'm I'm just um my husband has said that he does not love me and he still mm-hmm. lives with me and he's given himself to June. And the reason why we picked June is because my middle daughter will be graduating from high school and then he I says see. that he wants to separate. But he haven't mm-hmm. used the word separate, he haven't mm-hmm. used the word divorce. And mm-hmm. I'm working on myself and that seems to be working. But Good. my question is, is that I can ask him for a hug and he'll give it to me. And okay. uh, I be wondering, he don't touch me. He mm-hmm. uh, he lives with me. We still stay in the same bed. We still mm-hmm. have intimacy. But he don't touch me until that time. He don't touch me no other time mm-hmm. as to hug me. He don't call me the mm-hmm. names that he normally used to do, like baby or something mm-hmm. like that. He calls me by my first name. Right. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering, you know, I I wouldn't mind calling him, you know, babe or something like that, but I'm thinking I'm mm-hmm. pushing him for him to start thinking, oh, there she is working on it. Because I did come out to him and tell him I want to work on this marriage. I want to fight mm-hmm. for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And he agreed. He let me do it, but he still wants you know, he feels like, you know, it's over and he don't love me and why do I want to stay here and why he don't want to live a lie in his words. He say, mm-hmm. I don't want to live a lie. And I, yeah. I really don't get that for him to say yeah. that. But he's we, gonna, we hear that all the time. He see the changes in me. He sees the sorry? changes in me, but I, I don't know what to do from now, but I don't want to be too pushy. But he's still I living at home. You guys, contact. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay, but he's still living at home, and you guys are still making love to each other. Yes, but it's not right. really making love. It's like you know, taking okay. care of him, but, like care of myself. And 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 how often how often does that occur, my friend? That occurs probably uh, once a week, and sometimes a couple of times a week. But he works from home. He works away mm-hmm. from home. He a week okay. away, two hours away, and then he come home for the weekend. Right. The fact that you're that you're having sex with each other, if indeed is leaving, is leading to orgasm, and we're talking about now particularly on his part. There's actually a benefit to that, because uh, when either a male or a female orgasms, a chemical is released into the body, actually in two ways, one into the bloodstream as a hormone, but also into the autonomic nervous system, a thing called oxytocin. And oxytocin is a bonding chemical. And so the fact that you're still in, in the same bed, the fact that you occasionally have sex with each other, and I'm assuming that he's orgasmic, even if he's not orgasmic, the fact that he's actually touching you when he's making love to you can release that oxytocin, but a lot of it's released at orgasm. And so the fact that you still allow that and you feel okay with that is actually a good thing. Now, if you were having trouble with that, like, I don't want him to do that, we'd have a different conversation. But the fact that you're okay with that, they can do that. If you decide at some point like, hey, thank you, babe, or whatever, I wouldn't worry about that. I wouldn't be scared to death I'm going to say the wrong name like babe or honey or sweetheart. If you do it and he reacts very negatively to it, notice that and don't do it again. If you do it and he doesn't react negatively to it, then feel comfortable doing that. The fact that he's still in the home with you is a really good sign. The fact that you're still having sex with each other. Now, if we had a lot of time, which we don't, unfortunately, I'd be asking you, why does he want out? 
you know, is there something that you're doing that's pushing him away? Well, he, or is there something out there that's attracting him? No, I don't think it's no one. I don't, I don't think okay. it is. So are you uh, doing something to push he, him out? No, it was, it was past. Everything was in the past. I was gotcha. very, you know, I was very controlling and everything. It just wasn't right in the past. And he came out to me about everything that he was feeling, the reason why he went out. It's because Good. of how I was in the past. Right. So how and are I you have now? really made a whole bunch of changes. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm more listening to him. Good. I and do when did that change? For him. When did that change occur? When did that happen? Well, when he told me in 2017 that I love you, but I'm not in love with you, I mm-hmm. that like struck something in me saying, what have I done? And so I okay, started did you change in 2017? Yes, mm-hmm. I changed a whole lot. And he cannot, and he just keep going back to the past. Oh, you're going to okay. do this. Oh, oh, you're going to do that. And I'm like, I'm consistent? changing my life. You think I'm, I'm consistent. Kim, are you consistent? I'm consistent. Excellent. Yes. So two years later, yes. two years later, he's still there. Right? Yes. Yes. That's a good sign. Now, I realize that you want it to be warm and intimate, and, and I don't blame you. That's the way it's supposed to be. But at least he's still there. Still, you're having this with he's sleeping in the same bed. If you continue to be consistently this wonderful Kim, are you are you an awesome person, Kim? I just need to know. Are you awesome? Yes, I am. Good. I have really awesome. changed my thought and my mind, everything Good. about marriage and everything, because I was really, I really didn't understand marriage in the beginning, because I got married yeah. when I was young, and now yeah. I'm trying to get right. Good. Good. Well, are you a religious person, Kim? Yes, very. That's the thing. I'm very religious. I have a lot of morals and mm-hmm. values. And I'm Good. like trying to I'm wanna stick to my morals and values. And it seems Absolutely. like to him he kinda stick it to it too, because I don't feel that he's talking with anyone uh, emotionally Good. or anything. I don't feel that way. And normally in the Good. past I've been married for like going on twenty three years. And in the past, I can feel if he had someone else in his life, but I don't feel that way. But I'm wondering Good. why, what could I do now? Well, and I I've think been you're talking doing to Aaron. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you're doing all and, the right uh, things, Kim. It sounds to okay. me, based on what you're telling me, you're And I was trying to get right in things. a marriage course, and was, mm-hmm. that's what I was talking to Aaron about, getting into the mm-hmm. marriage course. But right now, I just lost my job two weeks mm-hmm. ago, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to still be consistent on my marriage thing and gotcha. a job and it just seems like okay. a lot of things is going on in my mind. Well, here's what, here's what we're going to do, Kim. They're going to kill me for doing this because I'm not supposed to be giving these things away and I already have given one away today. So if they're going to kill me, I'll just let them kill me twice. Marriage course is yours, oh. okay? My gift. Call. Oh my you God. call Aaron this afternoon and you tell Aaron that Dr. Beam gave you the course. Fair enough? And she'll take care of everything. Yes, yes, that's so fair. That's the thank you so so much. You're very oh, welcome, Kim. Okay, may God be with you, my oh. friend. Take care. Okay, you realize now, uh, Jesse, that I can't end this program because as soon as I walk out that door, they're going to kill me for giving away two courses. So we might just have to go to the dark. That's what do you fine. think? Yeah, I can, perfect, and I'll sneak out later. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's go down to Nikki in Vermont. Let's see if I can make this work. Nikki in Vermont. Hi, Nikki. Are you there? Yes, I am. 
How may Are I you help there? you today, my friend? Yeah, no, I'm somewhere, but I don't know where. How may I help you, my friend? Okay. So my husband left April 1st of this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been having an affair for since he said the end of November, okay. um, which he didn't tell me until two weeks ago why he had left. And then yeah. a week ago Saturday, I found out that the nail in the coffin, the reason why he left was because she dropped the bomb that she's pregnant. Uh, Anywho, anytime I mention a divorce, he gets angry. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't really? know where I am, who I'm with, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. he gets angry. Mm-hmm. At first, he didn't want anything to do with me. He pushed me away as much as he could, which I'm assuming mm-hmm. is because of the baby. Yeah. And when I found out about the baby, I was like, you know what? We'll get through it. You know, it, it's going to mm-hmm. be hard. It isn't going to be an easy road, but we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, my question is, like, wh- what do I do? I'm, you know, I'm practicing smart contact and Good. listening to him. Um, when uh, this past, uh, like yesterday, he started crying and saying that there is no possible way he could express I'm sorry. So he's feeling some degree of guilt over what he's doing. Let me ask you a question. When does this baby do? October. October. Okay. Let me kind of give you an idea of what might be going to happen. Okay, Nikki, now understand, I'm I'm not a prophet. (laughs) I'm not a seer. I don't have a crystal ball. But I'm going to tell you the possibilities of what's going to happen here and hopefully give you some hope. The fact that he's telling you how sorry he is, he wishes he could explain how sorry he is. And is he having any other communication with you? For example, uh, does he ever come see you? Oh, all the time. All the Mm -hmm. time, like three, four times a day. Okay, when he comes to see you, I mean, comes to where you are, does he come see you? Yes. Okay. And when he comes to see you, do you guys get intimate with each other? Yes. Okay. And how often is that happening? Two or three times a week. Okay. This man's still in love with you. You know that, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay. But he's got himself in a pickle here. I mean, you know, he's messed up. And is this a guy that feels, is this the kind of man that really feels like he has to live up to his responsibilities? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we have, now know it, we have two mm-hmm. little ones ourselves, oh, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Wow. Seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son, Well, which is his only son. <laughs> I know it sounds contradictory when you would say a man that feels responsible is going to stay with the other woman because of her baby. When you're saying if he's that responsible, why isn't he here taking care of his own children? There's some things right. that go on in the, in the heads, particularly of men. You realize that men are just as complicated as women. They really are. The plumbing's simple, yeah. but men are but men are more complicated or as complicated as women. And I know that it, it sounds kind of dumb to say, well, a man of responsibility is sitting there because of that baby when he's got his own babies here. But here's what I'm predicting is going to happen. If you can continue to have these kind of relationships with him you're having now. And, and I admire you. I mean, because a lot of women would tell him, hell no. You're not going to do this. You're not going to go out there and be with her and come back here and make love to me. The fact that you're strong enough right. to do that, and that has a lot to do with your strength, Nikki, your strength. Mm-hmm. Then if you can continue that up to and after the birth of the baby, and when it comes up, if you can continue to tell him, we'll work this out. 
We'll work this out. Now, what he's going to need to hear, now, don't manipulate this. Just let it happen naturally. But what he's going to need to hear is that he can still fulfill his obligation to that baby, but still be your husband living with his children. Now, it's Mm -hmm. not easy. It's not easy, but it is doable. Because my guess is his sense of responsibility is, wow, I've created this situation. This woman can't take care of this child by herself. I've got to be here. I've got to do something because I owe this to this baby. And so in the conversations that you have with him, and again, let it come up kind of naturally, but he's coming around two or three times a week. That's good. Then then you let him know, you know, there are ways to to fulfill your responsibility to that child, but still live here, be my husband, be the the, the, the daddy to your own children without abandoning that child. Now, if he were to do that, work this marriage out and be with you, but still he's going to have some financial and some other obligations to this child. Can you handle that? Mm-hmm. I yes. believe you can. I actually believe you can. Yes, I, I think can. you're that strong. Well, that's the Can thing. I muddy the water for you for a second? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I just what, wanna, are you, what are you going to say? Just a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this is his cousin, soon to be ex-wife. She was my best friend and our daycare provider. Yeah. So morally, the relationship, it goes against everything sure. that he values. Yeah. It's sad, but that happens to people. That doesn't really muddy the waters. You understand that if after this baby's born, he's able to put together the marriage with you and make a good marriage with you, his obligation is not going to be to her. His obligation is going to be to that baby. It's going to be the baby. Right. Exactly. Now, that does mean he's going to have some interaction with her. You do understand that. But it's not going to be about her. It's going to be about the child. Just a right. question here. Weird, weird question. By any chance, is she the kind of person that might give that baby up so that you and your husband could adopt it? I mean, your husband doesn't have to, but so that you could adopt it? Right. Would she? No, because I think she's going to dig in for everything she's worth. Because we were best friends, I know a lot of her history and having her other children and how easy it was for her to get pregnant. And she got pregnant in January, if she was due in October, and she didn't tell him until April 1st. So she kept it from him. Was she still involved with her previous husband at that point? No. Nope. They're going through a divorce. Okay. So you're pretty sure this actually is your husband's baby he says he has no reason to believe it but he has agreed with me to have a paternity test done good excellent wonderful and and i hope it doesn't turn out where the baby gets just lost in that because i mean the baby the one innocent in this whole thing is that baby you don't understand that absolutely but, but uh you know what uh, just talking to you i think you can make this work i believe you can do this just remember when the conversations come up naturally just let him know, I'm strong enough. We can do this. You can fulfill your obligations. You're a man of responsibility, but your primary obligations are to these kids, and they really need you. Don't do it in an accusing or fighting kind of way, but in a very supportive right. understanding. And I think you might work this out. I, I really believe, Nikki, you got a good shot at this. I really do. Awesome. Okay. All right. Thank All you, right. my friend. And then we're going to move on to, uh, let's see, Angela down in Florida. Hi, Angela. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How may I help you today, my friend? Okay. Well, 
um, my situation is that my husband is having a very hard time getting past the fact that I did have an affair. Um, this is, this is after him having an affair years prior to that. And he did Mm -hmm. stop, but I just felt like he never really started doing the things he needed to do. Just like not Mm -hmm. having an affair was not enough. There was just so much more that was not the way that I needed for it to be. And I expressed that for Mm -hmm. so long and it just, I just felt very alone for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, in the midst of all that, we lost a child um, at birth. I'm so sorry. And so, so we, sorry. Yes, we went, we went through all of that, and then uh, we stayed together. But we ended up getting married after that, and it was three months into our marriage that I found out that he had been having an affair with someone else, someone he was engaged to in the past, actually. And okay. I had only been married to him for three months. We had gone through the loss of this child, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, He did end that relationship when I found out about it, but I was just so hurt that all of this was going on, you know, Mm -hmm. while we had such a sensitive time in our life and he still had room for that. It was just devastating for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Eventually I reached out to someone else that I had known for a long time and that went on and Mm -hmm. he eventually found out about it. Uh, He found out about it. I really didn't care at that point. I was just, my heart was very hard towards him. Um, I was just mm-hmm. so angry and hurt by everything he did. I just didn't want to hear anything he had to say. I was kind of like, whatever. And when, was my, when did that happen? When did that happen? Um, that happened about last August that he found out about it. Okay, and how, long had, it how long had it been going on? About a year and a half. Okay, and did you end it last August? No, I didn't. I basically okay. told my husband, like, I don't want to be with you anymore. You've treated me horribly. Um, you've even, like, been physical with me in the past, and I just don't want to do it anymore. I, I don't like mm-hmm. it. I, it doesn't feel good, and I just don't think it's the right thing anymore. And I So are you still in that, that my position. No, mm-hmm. I'm not. Okay, so, so when, actually, when did I it end? Well, it ended about three months ago, I went to, I left my home and I did file for divorce from my husband. I left the home Mm -hmm. and I was there with the other person. And then I just really realized like it all just wasn't what I thought, honestly. Um, Right. It was just something that made me feel good at the time because I was just so desperate basically for some attention. So are you and your husband living together now? Yes, we do live together currently, but now that I, he was begging me to come home and to not do all of this and I didn't care about it. And now that I'm here, he's basically like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know if I can do this. Like, I love you and I want to be with you, but I don't know how to get past all of this. Right. And how long have you been back together? Well, we have, well, we work out of town a lot as well. So that adds to the fact that we are not together physically in the home right now, just because he's away working on business and he won't be back for like five weeks. So um, that's not normally the case anymore, but we're not in the same place physically right now um, just because of work, not for any other reason. Right. Right. And so are you wanting to save the marriage? I do want to, because I realized that my response to feeling the things I was feeling was totally just the wrong thing. It was completely out of line with everything that I really do know okay. and believe. And I, okay. I just feel like I made a huge mistake. Okay. So the primary problem as I'm understanding it right now is the fact that he doesn't know if he can get past what's happened. 
that he's concentrating when he says that more on your affair than he is on his previous affair. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? I think that is absolutely correct. Yes, he is. Okay. Are you guys uh, in any sense of the word religious by any chance? We are both. Yes. Okay. Are you actively involved in some kind of a church or mosque or something? Um, I don't go to church every Sunday, but I do go to church um, some Sundays, but not every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm um, trying to find out that's is what I'm this. Saying, if I really I, do it, know, like, if what I were to I send really a book. Know right. Right. If I were to send a book, it's a religious book, but it's a book about how to forgive and how to move on. Do you think he would read it? Um, he might read it because he says he wants to be able to do that. And he does still like, we do still have daily contact. He does call. We do still talk about things or just whatever we need Good. to talk about. And okay. does he like, you to know, read? Is, still, he, is he a reader? Uh, he, he would read, he reads the things that he's interested in reading, you know, mm-hmm. but if it were a religious book, would he read that? Yes, he would read it. I believe he would read it. Yes. Okay, I'm going to send you a copy, my gift, of, of my book called uh, Getting Past Guilt. Now, you might think, well, how is that going to affect this? Have you ever seen the TV show Duck, Dan- Duck Dynasty by any chance? Duck Heard Dynasty, of it, seen yes. it? Okay. Yes. If you've ever, if you've ever seen it, you know that the, that the older brother, the one who doesn't has, who does not have the beard, his name is Al. Uh, Al mm-hmm. and Lisa had a situation very similar to yours, and I'm not telling anything that's not public. This is very public, and Al had a great deal of difficulty forgiving her. And Al has actually written in his books that uh, this book I'm about to send you is the book that helped him get past it. It was the book that helped him forgive Lisa, and they put it back together, and now they have an amazing and wonderful marriage. As a matter of fact, when I send you this book, if you'll let me send it to you, when I send you this book, I'll also send you an Amazon link or something to Al and Lisa's book. Uh, They have two books out that are really, really good that I recommend that you get from Amazon. I just don't have them, so I can't send them to you. But would it be okay with you if I send you this book, if your husband will read it, I think we can help you get past this. And what I'm going to need you to do is when we hang up here is call back my, our mm-hmm. office. And we'll put that number up in a minute and I'll say it. Call our office. And, and, and when you get that number answered, say, Dr. Bean promised me the book, Getting Past Guilt. And then they will take care of making sure that we send it to you. And I think that's the next step on this. If, if, okay. if, you'll, if, you, if you'll read it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think he will. But I'm thinking, like, what do like while he's away? What do I do in the meet? Like, I just don't even know how to really okay. respond to him or anything in the meantime. Like I said, he'll talk and he's you know open right. to talking and you know he Good. tells me like, oh, I love you and I really I want to get Good. past it. It's just he's so angry and so and and so like devastated. Mm-hmm. Even though he did the same thing, you know, but it's, right. I don't bring that well, up anymore. Really, like that's not really, really what really we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you really mm-hmm. want to get past it, I certainly wouldn't try to argue with him about the fact that you've done this before. I wouldn't be saying, look, you know, you need to understand this because right now we're talking about the emotions he feels about you. There's another time later when you talk about what he did earlier. And so I recommend that when you have these conversations, don't argue, don't defend yourself. If anything comes up about it, just say, you know, I'm sorry I did it. I've come to my senses. But you try not to fight about it. You try not to argue about it. Don't even try to explain it. None of these things are going to work right now. Right now, it's just simply a matter of I understand that you're hurt. I'm so sorry I did it. Uh, Dr. Beam's sending a book. I'm going to read it while you're gone. 
and then I ask that you read when you get here, <clears throat> pardon me, here, and we'll see if we can work it out. Thank you, Angela. Thanks to all of our callers today. We are out of time. If you want to call our office, Angela, and ask about how to get that book, and we'll send it to you as my gift, it is 866-903-0990. That's 866-903-0990. And if any of you wish to call our office and talk to one of our client representatives, that's also the same number to call. To call. The allergies are getting to me. My voice is beginning to go. Thank you for being with us today, and we intend to be with you about the same time next week. Thank you so much.